Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. decluttering. I am your host Amy Ravel and today is a very exciting day because it is my first guest for 2023 and I've got Judy with me. She comes to me from the US near Seattle in Washington. I know you're going to love all that she has to share today. She's an award-winning custom home builder and remodeler who also helps overwhelmed clutterbugs create beautiful and peaceful homes. I had the privilege of reading an advanced copy of your book, Judy, Bigger Living Smaller Space, which was published about three days ago, according to this dropping episode. But listeners, I wanted to share with you before Judy comes in just to um, the recommendation that I wrote about the book because I loved it. I felt like I'd found a soul sister. And so um, this is my review of the book that you're going to definitely want to purchase by the end of this episode. So I said, Judy is a question asking, problem solving and insightful friend who shares truth and wisdom with compassion and empathy. A perfect blend of exploring the joy and freedom that decluttering will bring to your head, heart and home. You'll be inspired, challenged, and grateful for Judy's practical and simple tips for exploring what your life might look like without the excess of clutter around you. Judy, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Why don't you take a moment? I'm sure there's many things that I've missed, but what are some important things that um, you share with people when you're first meeting them or introducing yourself? And tell us too how you're feeling about becoming an author. Okay, well, I've been a custom home builder and remodeler for 35 years, and that's been really fun. I, I love the creative process. I'm an artist, um, and I just enjoy that whole thing. Uh, I've wanted to write a book as long as I can remember, mm. at least 35 years. And I always felt like there wasn't enough time, or who would listen to me, and, and what would I write about? Really, I could write a memoir or something like that. I have helped a lot of people declutter and downsize. And I've also done it myself as the result of many of my elderly family members and my parents passing and inheriting all their things. And one day it just occurred to me, 
looking around, I'm sure you have the same problems in Australia that we have in the U.S. with costs just escalating mm-hmm. and skyrocketing for housing. And smaller housing is getting to be a more popular thing. Although Americans really like their big homes. <laughs> so do Australians, um, Judy. Okay, so do Australians. Okay. <laughs> well, we call them McMansions. Yes, so and, do we. Um, drywall palaces. They don't have a lot in them, but they're big. Um, And so I I thought, you know, this is really the right time for a book after the pandemic about living in a home that gives you some freedom and enjoyment and you don't feel like you're just trapped there. And also maybe living smaller before you're forced to, right? Mm -hmm. Going through your things before you have someone tapping their foot going, you know, you need to move out of this house. Let's get rid of everything. So that's what led me to the book. Yeah, and it's like you have taken all the experiences of the thousands of people you've worked with and implemented it within your own life. You know, when sometimes you see other people doing things, you're like, I don't have to go around that tree. I can actually learn from their experience and implement that early without making the mistakes or having the additional costs or, you know, wasting the time. Yeah, I've met so many personality types in my 35 years in building that it and seen so many types of homes. You know, you walk into some homes and you're like, whoa, (laughs) you know, and they think, oh, 10 more square feet will fix this problem. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, 10 more square feet will just give you more, 10 more square feet. 10 more square feet of crap. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I loved in your book was you talked about little ghosts and loud voices and how little ghosts with their loud voices can hijack our decluttering. Can you talk to me a bit about that? Yes. So little ghosts are kind of my favorite thing. Um, about the book. It's like, after my mom died, I inherited so many of her things. And my mom had so many beautiful and expensive things. They weren't really my jam. But I kept them out of this sense of like honoring my mother or keeping a piece of her. And one day, I just realized that they were making me really sad, really sad. And they were constant reminders that she was gone and she wasn't coming back. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it for a minute. And the next day I went through the house and I picked them all up and I put them in a box and I mailed them all out to her friends. But before I got to that point, I just, it, it just was this heavy, heavy feeling with all of her things. I also, mm-hmm. I had some other ghosts. I had the ashes of five dead relatives in my closet. That's very strange, I know. But they had been small packages given to me to like Mm -hmm. spread in locations that were special to them. And so all the ghosts just had to leave one day, I realized, because I had all these things of my ancestors that held no meaning to me and Mm -hmm. weighed me down. And I realized that I would go to start doing something in a space and I would just get overwhelmed, like, those are my grandma's sewing scissors. I can't get rid of those. She was a seamstress, you know? And so I just had a day of reckoning and I evicted all the ghosts in a way that helped me because I, I sent a lot of things to family with a note or friends with a note that said, this was my mom's. It's not special to me. I know you loved it. And she would want you to wear this and enjoy it every day. Mm-hmm. And for years after, I got texts from people saying, I'm channeling Catherine today. I'm wearing the bracelet you sent me. And that was that was so rewarding. I think the lovely thing is that 
the reason that you had kept those things was to have those memories of your family members or your mum. But when they were in your home and you weren't enjoying them, they were just little ghosts. But actually what you're getting now is a friend texting you and reminding you of your mum and putting a massive smile. So that bracelet is now putting a smile on your face. Yeah. Yeah. brilliant. So it's full circle, really. The ghosts turn into little angels, I guess. Yes. But, you know, it it is full circle and I I love that about it. I think it's really a, a neat story. Yeah, I think it's a great picture. So many people have the, they're decluttering in their space, but they forget that there's these little ghosts with their loud voices in our heads and in our hearts. And so actually, like I love in your book that you you do address the different ways that clutter affects us. Mm -hmm. It's not just about the physical space. It's actually about mindsets and about the way that we live in our spaces. Yeah, I think people don't stop to think about how, a lot of things in life impact them, but clutter is so impactful. And mm. I think the pandemic helped me realize that talking to so many people who were then in urgent mode to yeah. do something to their homes, to change their homes for the better now that they were stuck at home, right? And it, it is really true. There's, there's a lot of negative to clutter. Tell me about what it's like working with people in house design and construction and planning when people have a lot of stuff and they're just wanting to add on square meterage, as you said before, how have you seen, like, have you got examples of where people have had that reckoning and gone, actually, that's not going to make me happier (laughs) and being able to make that change? Or do you find that people mostly like build the space on and then they get the revelation? They build the space and get the revelation. It's Mm -hmm. very, very rare that people understand that until the after portion. Mm-hmm. I live in an 1131 square foot house. Mm. And when clients come to us, the first home they get to see is my home because we respect clients' privacy. You know, if you're if you're going to sign a contract with me, I'll take you wherever you want. But until then, I want you to see my workmanship, but it's going to be at my house. Mm-hmm. And because I live in such a small house, people, I always tell people, now I live in a really small house. And I think they get this mindset like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. And people come into my house and go, I love this. I could 100% live here. So much to the fact that I even allowed one of my clients to build the same house plan. That's <laughs> some, some builders are really funny about That's that. You know? brilliant. I don't care. I, I mean, if you like my house, all, all the better. Just don't build it next door, but you know. Yeah, no, it's down the road a ways. <laughs> and they did do some things. We changed some things. Oh. But um, it's a little, it's actually a 100 square feet bigger than my house is. Mm. But because I said, here, here's the things I would have changed about it. But yeah. when they come and see a small house, I think to see a small house that functions really well mm-hmm. and has really creative storage and great use of space and design then they get it. But some people are just married to that idea that they have to have a lot of space. Mm. And sometimes it's the expectations we put on ourselves. I know when we purchased this house, we thought, oh, look, it's only got one living space and the kids were in primary school and we're definitely going to need to extend and put on another living space as they're older. But actually we haven't. There has been times when I wished I had a second living space, but that's maybe two or three times a year. 
Yeah. And so, you know, like there is that, these are all the things I want from my house, but what's the reality and what does it cost? I will often say to people when they're building and they're like, so we're going to have a guest room. I said, well, for the cost of building, maintaining, cleaning, heating, cooling, furnishing a guest room, could you just find an Airbnb that's close to you that for the one time a year, your relatives from interstate come and stay, you put them up in an Airbnb? <laughs> you know, to give that some perspective, where I am, building costs are close to $400 a square foot. Which, Jeepers. Okay, I don't even want to tell you what my house costs. <laughs> a 10 by 10 bedroom mm. at $400 a square foot? Yeah. That's a lot of money. It's a you lot could buy of money. a motor home. <laughs> yeah, it's a um, lot of money. And so I have a guest bedroom. It has a wall bed, a Murphy bed, <gasps> and it's also my home gym, and it's also a reading room. And it's also where my cat lives with her cat box and her cat tree. Mm-hmm. And so it's multi-purpose. Yeah. And I can use that space a variety of ways and I feel a lot better about it. But you're right. Why not just put them up in an Airbnb? Yeah. And having those multifunctional spaces oh, makes me so, so, so happy. Yeah, I love it. I want to draw your memory back to when you were a little girl. You talk in your book, this picture has remained with me so strongly, of you vacuuming and then raking a green shag carpet in your immaculately clean childhood home. You shared that that was kind of the the way that your home was kept, like the shag rug was just perfect lines and I can't imagine it would have stayed that way for very long if you had if there were children in the house but when you moved out of home you kind of rebelled against that and then over time came back to knowing the benefits of living tidy and and decluttered and organized tell me about that journey back and forth as a young adult and then as an adult coming back again well my mom was kind of a psychopath and um, she, I'm, I think she thought that a photographer from House Beautiful might just come to our driveway and knock on the door and want to take pictures. Surprise! Seventies home. The carpet stayed nice for three point two five seconds, and then you know, <laughs> it was three inches tall, so it would kind of. It would just have a lean. Yes, and I think when I left home, I was so tired of my mom's aesthetic and constant vigilance about the marble countertops and no Kool-Aid mm. and all the things that I let the dishes pile up in the sink and I threw clothes on the floor and on the chair in my bedroom and I left dishes everywhere. I was a young adult too, so I was rebelling a little bit in my freedom, mm. but I would, you know, come around to clean it eventually and then it would just be so much of a nightmare to clean because yeah. I could let it sit, right? And it would take me all day. And then as I got older and I got married, I thought, you know, this isn't very fun. And I like having a nice house. And so Mm. I think when I I finally bought my own house with my husband when I was probably 25, then I really wanted my home to to feel like a home. And my mom started kind of creeping out in me. Um, (laughs) And, you know, my mom wasn't super organized, but everything looked beautiful, right? I'm pretty organized. And I've heard people say, oh, you know... There's a place for everything and everything in its place, which I never really was, but I never could find things. I could, "Mm, where did I put that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it turned for me because it was like, I don't want to spend my time searching for things and looking for my stuff and replacing it or buying new ones because I can't find the one I have. And I think that just worked out really 
in its own time for me. And by the time I was, you know, in my late 20s, I was kind of a neat freak waiting for the house beautiful photographer myself. <laughs> what no I shade, love that. No shade carpet. <laughs> no shade carpet. I love that, like, you're in your art studio at the moment. And you've got like beautiful art in the background and there's art supplies and it's not a stark or everything's white. Like you've got such personality. How did you land on that balance of being organized, but actually really expressing yourself well? Because I think so many people are afraid that if they go down the path of minimalism, they lose personality or they lose the ability to put lots of things on a wall or enjoy lots of things. Yeah. Um, I am anything but a minimalist. I will tell you that. I know I have a lot of stuff in my house, but it's very well organized. This particular room is a design style I love called maximalism. I have art floor to ceiling. This room is only nine feet by seven feet, and it has a built-in desk along the window where I'm sitting. So it's not a big space. It is an art studio office for me at home. Um, The rest of my home, I don't have art floor to ceiling, and I ha- this is the first house I've ever had white walls. I've never had white walls. Mm. I like a lot of color. I've always been artistic, and I've always felt, and I know people say this a lot, like your home should express who you really are, but I think I have not ever been afraid to take risks with my design style and my home because I firmly believe your home is where you recharge and reset. It's the place you come to recover from work and the world and to have those you love the most around you and close to you. And so if if it doesn't reflect who you are and what you love, I think that's a real shame, personally. Mm-hmm. And I go into so many houses and the, everything is white or everything is beige or everything is... it's not me and so while I like it in other people's homes it's not my aesthetic but I can appreciate it in someone else's house and I think Mm. that a lot of people just are afraid of especially paint yeah but I have news for you they sell paint every day and so (laughs) if you paint the wall a wrong color yeah you're gonna have to repaint it and it's gonna cost you money but it's not undoable. And I, I yeah. see this with clients all the time that don't know what to pick, you know. I think that's fantastic. They do sell paint every day. Every day. Your arm will just get a bit of more of a workout. Yep. And you can hire painters. <laughs> you can even do that. <laughs> I think the intentionality that I'm hearing from you is actually really attractive because it's like here's the spare room and there's a Murphy bed and it's my um, gym workout space and it's got a reading chair and, and in my studio there's intentionally wall-to-floor floor-to-ceiling art. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that intentionalism is actually more important than minimalism. I personally do. I think that, you know, your home is important and you've got to feel good in it. I I smile ear to ear when I walk into this room and when people mm-hmm. do come to my house and they walk into this little room, they usually go, oh, wow. <laughs> and, and then someone came the other day and she was looking around and she goes, I'm, I'm listening to you, but I, I, like, I'm just looking at everything. Oh. There's so much to see. Yeah. yeah. That's kind and of I, what you I want in that. that space. Yeah, it's creativity space. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can have zones within your house that yep. do have different functions like that. Yeah. This is where I wrote my book. This is where I do my writing and journaling. It's where I do yeah. creative things. It's where I work at home when I need to work at home. And it's a, it's just an inspiring space. It helps me want to do things. Mm. One of the things you mentioned before, Judy, actually you spoke about in your book and you said that um, when you're a young adult and you kind of let things get a bit haywire and a bit chaotic in the house and you said it takes longer to clean things. I write about it in my book too that when kids leave wheat bix um, in their cereal bowls, it turns to like concrete and you cannot get it off the side of the bowl. But if you wash it out straight away, kids... Uh You don't have to worry about that. Um, You share a great statistic from PRNewsWire.com, which says that getting rid of clutter eliminates up to 40% of housework in an average home. Tell me about that. Have you seen that in your house? Have you seen that with people you work with? Like that just blew my mind. It, It kind of did mine too. But then when I started looking at it more and thinking about it, so let's go back to my younger years, Mm. you know, I would stack dishes up in the kitchen. Okay. I might as well have just sprinkled concrete powder on them and a little bit of water and left them because it was like whatever you call the cereal, you know, anything on a plate that dries and I would have to soak them and then scrub them. And I didn't have a dishwasher. Um, And I think when you pile things up and I know people who live in very cluttered homes and they're not always the tidiest, Mm. it's really hard to clean around clutter. So what often happens is you say, oh, to heck with it, right? Yeah. I'll get to that when I declutter because I'm going to declutter that. Mm. And I, I think that there's so many dust catchers. There was some really interesting statistics on clutter and rodents, mm-hmm. which was a little yucky. That uh, you, you know, rodents are hard to see when they're in the house until they're really a lot of them. There's never yeah. one mouse, right? Never. No, no. And you often Just, don't see their droppings until you move something and you're like, oh, how did that end up there? And how long has that been there? I, I have clients call and say, I have a mouse. And I'm like, I've got news for you. You do not have a mouse. You I'm have- the bearer of bad rodent yes. news. <laughs> so, the, you know, when you have things that you're just pushing around constantly, you're not cleaning as well. And some of the statistics were uh, things like asthma. Mm-hmm. Kids with asthma oftentimes live in cluttered environments. There's some really interesting studies. And so it's truly amazing just what dust, the the buildup of dust does. Mm -hmm. But when you bring in pests or rodents or things like that, yeah, it's a lot. I, um, I can't remember the source of this, so apologies, listeners, but I read a study a couple of years ago that talked about airflow in a room and yeah. that obviously when there's clutter, there isn't as much space for air to flow through things. And so that that affects the air quality, but it also affects where the dust settles, mold, different things, you know, sticking against walls and growing. Like you don't notice things as quickly. You might not notice a water leak because actually it's leaking under clutter. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's going to save you time up to 40%, but it's yeah. also going to save you money if there's things going on that you're actually not aware of. It also affects the efficiency of your heating system, dust does. Uh, yeah. In America, we have energy codes. I'm sure you have similar ones yeah. that allow for an air exchange in the house. It's a really mm-hmm. long process, but just think about it, that it's pulling the stale air out and allowing fresh air in. But when you're pulling that stale air out through your bathroom fans and your whole house fan, 
all that dust and wet particles are being pulled up into your fan. That causes your fan to work improperly, which allows for moisture buildup, which allows for mold and mildew. So you can kind of see the cycle there. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. And listeners, if you um, search back in our podcast feed, it was a couple of years ago now. If you just search mold, there's a really interesting episode um, that may freak you out a little bit, but has some really important information in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think too, like we will often have people that will contact and say, look, we do have a really cluttered house. Should we have the cleaners come in before you come or after? And I'll say to them, unless there's some kind of reason that the cleaners should come in from a workplace safety perspective, so there might be animal urine on the carpets or there might be a a mouse infestation or something like that, actually you're going to get so much better value from having a real, like someone come through and do a proper spring clean mm-hmm. once we've decluttered because they can get to all the spaces. Yeah. Uh, and I've had clients say to us, I was, you know, really weighing up whether I could invest in decluttering services. But in doing that, I've been able to reduce my cleaner by an hour a week <laughs> because yeah. all of a sudden the cleaner can clean a surface and not have to move 50 things and vacuum the floors without everything on the floor when they start. Right. That's incredible. I do have a housekeeper. They come every other week. But it's so funny because people always say, your house is so clean. And I'm like, well, I'm paying you to clean. I'm not paying you to pick up after me. Yes, yes. And I I think a lot of people think housekeepers are supposed to pick your clothes up off the floor. That's at a hotel, not at your house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Probably we're not living in hotels. Children, yeah. husbands, partners. No, not everyone. Well. <laughs> I I know this is a big passion of yours is around right sizing. Mm-hmm. So I want to spend some time helping. Um, I want you to explain what right sizing is because I think around the world we talk about downsizing, but I want you to talk about right sizing and I want you to just give us like all your wisdom around it, how it's become a passion, like just. Mm-hmm. Give me all the good stuff. Okay. Well, I would say downsizing and right-sizing differ in the fact that downsizing is just moving to a smaller house. Right-sizing is really finding what works for your family. Now, the caveat there is it could be the house you're still in, right? Mm. You just need to free up some space. Our daughter went to college in 2016, and the year before is when I started this whole mission, right, in my own house after several of my relatives had died I'd gone through this with several people. My garage was full of all my ancestors' things that were special and beautiful, but not important to me. Mm-hmm. And we were living in this big house, 3,400 square feet. We were paying a gardener. We were paying a maintenance person, even though we're in construction. You know, we had someone doing our gutters and you know, painting the outside of the house. We had very big energy bills. We had huge property taxes. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my husband one day and said, you know, we really only live on the main floor of this three-story house. Mm-hmm. And it's 1,500 square feet. And we were talking about maybe building again. You know, builders move a lot. And I was like, I think we should move to a smaller house. So we sold everything and did that. But I think for the general public that might be wondering about right-sizing, that can, or resizing, I'm sorry, that can be, that can be as simple as just going through what you have. I think so many people buy a house of a certain size and then they fill it to capacity. 
And then they're like, well, I guess we have to move because we're out of space. We don't have any more room. No, you have too much stuff. And if you really were mindful about the stuff that you had, you would be amazed and shocked at the freedom and flexibility you would have in your home. And I see it every day in your group, in your decluttering group. People do things and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. You know, it's, it's just, for me, it's about managing my things before they need to be managed, right? I've worked with a lot of older people who are leaving a big home and they've kept everything in that home for 50 years and they, everything's a treasure and they don't want to get rid of any of it. And then it's really painful and uh, no fun. You know, we chose to do it as a challenge, right? Can we do this or are we going to have to sell this house and move again? (laughs) But we've been here six years and my husband says all the time, I have never loved a house more than this house. Now, I still have a gardener, not going to lie. And like I said, I still have a housekeeper. But, you know, we have a lot of extra money. We sold our big house and paid for this house in cash. And we had money left over. So that gave us a lot of freedom, too. And I also, as I mentioned before, costs are out of control everywhere in the world. Land is getting more expensive. It's getting Mm -hmm. more scarce. It's harder to build. The regulations are steeper. And I think we're going to see, slowly, a move to smaller housing and more compact housing. It's not for everyone, but I think that it's definitely something to consider. Mm. And I think within that, it's really helpful to plan what you need. And, you know, can you achieve that within your current home? Could you achieve that in a smaller home? We have people that will say, I went on holidays for three weeks and we holidayed in a house that was much smaller and we actually came home and realised we don't need the extra two bedrooms and spare living space and a basement and a triple garage Mm -hmm. because we were just as happy on holidays in a smaller house. When we were first married, we lived in a house that was about a thousand square feet, maybe 1100. And we were very happy. And so here we are 35 years later, right back there, which is Mm -hmm. kind of ironic, but also really cool. And I do think that until people try it, they think it's impossible. They think, well, that Mm -hmm. might be work for them, but it would never work for me. So I think starting in your own house, to free up space in your own house is always a good way to go. And and maybe that house is the right size for you. Maybe you don't need to move to resize. Mm. You, know, you can remodel, you can do small projects, you can do it yourself. There's so many options to really making a house work for you. Mm. Listeners, let's take a quick break and I want to come back and talk to Judy about some of her experience in construction and helping people plan how to use their space as well. So we'll be back in just a sec. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Judy, if someone comes to you and they've read your book or they've followed you online and they're thinking, actually, it is time for me to really consider how I would like to build a house and live in a house and have my stuff, what are some great things that you've put into houses or some solutions that you've used that do maximise space, that gives that freedom and flexibility that you're talking about? There are a lot of things you can do, and some of them are very simple, and some of them are quite ridiculous. And I have a mixture of both in mind because <laughs> we've got to hear both. Then, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, because they're really functional in a small mm-hmm. space, and it also lets me show people what they can do. For instance, I have a lot of jewelry. I like jewelry. Not I like expensive jewelry, but most of my jewelry is not expensive. I have a lot of earrings and necklaces and whatnot. And so we had in a wall cavity in the bedroom, I told mm-hmm. my husband, let's not run any wiring through here. Let's leave this open. And he built in a six inch deep cavity in the wall that's four feet tall. <sighs> and we covered it with a mirror that's on a piano hinge. So when you walk in my bedroom, it looks like I just have a very nice wall mirror. But when you open it up, I have about eight square feet of jewelry space in there. Judy, that is amazing. (laughs) All my earrings hang on the door and all my necklaces hang on a double rack inside. And at the bottom, I have a tray for rings and earrings that don't hang. Oh, how beautiful. And it is the hands down favorite thing of anyone who comes in my house. Yeah. Because you've made use of space that otherwise was literally just space. Just a wall. You've had insulation in there. Yeah. If you're building or remodeling, there's always cavities that you can put a door on and create a little cubby. But you have to be careful that you don't have, you know, ductwork or piping or some wiring mm-hmm. blanket. So you do have to plan for that or work around it, be willing to move some things. For most people who are just living in their home, some of the things you can do, one of the things that really is great in your kitchen is to use drawers instead of cupboards. So a cupboard, the doors open and you have the bottom shelf and the middle shelf. Mm-hmm. And you have to reach into the back. And you have the dead space. Yes. (laughs) You know, base cabinets in America are 24 inches deep by standard. Anything that's in the back of that cabinet is back there with Satan. You're not getting it. (laughs) You're never getting it again. (laughs) At a minimum, I suggest roll trays. You do lose a little shelf space, but you still have to open the doors and then roll the tray out. So I like deep drawers. And I love drawer organizers that the cabinet companies sell or you can buy aftermarket, Amazon. 
um, because you can put so much more in a drawer in a neat fashion and the drawer will still open and close. It also helps everyone in your family to know where things are and they will often put it back where it came from. Uh, cabinetry is one of my favorite things in a home. I have the cabinetry in my 1100 square foot house that you would see in a 5,000 square foot house. <laughs> now I did in, baby. Oh, baby. I'm a home builder, so that's easy for me, right? My entry has a built-in bench and a little cabinet. I put power behind all my cabinetry. So I have my electrician, for example, in the bathroom. I have my electrician wire an outlet under each sink. And that way, you can plug a hairdryer in and drop it in the bottom drawer of the vanity. You open the vanity, pull out the hairdryer, dry your hair, drop it back in. Oh, uh, hello. So there's just fun things you can do like that. And then you're not constantly get, because people don't like putting everything away all the time. Mm -hmm. But that, you use it, it's like setting it on the counter, but better, because you just close the drawer and leave. Yeah, you're actually giving yourself no bound, like no barriers to putting something No limitations. Away. It's actually easier to put it away than just to dump it on the bench. Yes. You're setting yourself up for success. Yeah, 100%. And in every area where there's a sink, whether it's your kitchen or the bathroom, we install roll trays for all our clients in those areas. And you do have to modify them sometimes for the drain pipe. It depends mm -hmm. on the setup. Yep. But you know in a deep cabinet, with the kitchen sink cabinet is what is that? The nemesis of every person's life every ever? Person's, yes. It's You've got dead sponges back there. Yeah. You've got half-used bottles of dishwashing liquid. Yeah. You've got some plastic bags that have banana bottoms in them. Like, no. Yeah, God knows what. Yeah. So in my house, you open the kitchen cabinet, and you grab the roll tray, and you pull it out, and you can see everything that's in the cabinet. You pull out the one thing you need, and you push it back. And, you're, and guess what? Under your sink cabinet never gets messy. I mean, it might get a little haphazard. But it never gets crazy because mm. you're not just stuffing things in. Exactly. So we do things like that under sinks. You also have a lot of houses, new houses, have cabinets over the refrigerator. Older houses don't necessarily. Mm -hmm. We put a roll tray in the cabinet above the refrigerator. And every oh, time I, tell me about that. Okay, this how, one's great. How, how, how? So all my clients say, you know, typically they're 36 inches wide in America. And depending on your ceiling height, they can be anywhere from 12 to 24 inches tall. And they're 24 inches deep. So that's the it's nether region. big space. Yeah. And that's where you put all the weird stuff you only use once a year. Well, people say, well, why would I want to put a roll tray in that? It's up over my head. Yeah. Exactly. You have to get a stepladder out to get into that cabinet anyway, right? You're not tall enough to get in there. So why not have a roll tray? It slides out, grab item you need, push it back. It I is a that. game changer. Game changer. That's fantastic. And one of the things when you're talking about having drawers instead of cabinets is really great if, as you're getting older, you're yes. not wanting to get down on your knees and reach into the back. It's also really great if you've got disabilities, if you've mm -hmm. got young children, if you've got lots of people moving around the kitchen at the same time. Yes. I love that. As you get older, you know, we have some mobility challenges. Mm -hmm. And so to reach your arm into the back of a cabinet that's 24 inches deep on the floor, yeah, no. this could hurt you. And yeah, so and you're we, lifting weights from, from yes. far away. Like every lifting thing you ever learn is like bring the things close to you. Yes. And a drawer literally brings them close to you. 
we call it the rotator cuff challenge because yes. that's that's a good way to tear your rotator cuff. Yes, yeah. yeah. Not, I'm not interested in that. No, I love it. Oh my gosh, I just think one of the things that stood out to me, and I know I I wrote it in the review for your book, but your problem solving brain just puts a smile on my face. Like I have often said, Judy. If I could pick any job in the entire world that I could do, I would just want to solve problems. And that's actually what we do as declutterers, is we go in and we solve problems. And it's what you do in your work is like, here's the problem. Mm -hmm. Let's find a solution. And in home building, it isn't just solving the problems of the home. Every day on a construction job site is a problem. And every day Mm. is a solution. Nothing goes to plan. Nothing comes when it's supposed to. Not everybody does what they say they're going to do <laughs> every day. We call it a cross between like a fireman and like putting fires out and problem solving. And I yeah. joke to my friends all the time. I'm a professional problem solver. That is all I do is figure out how to fix things. Little to big. Yeah. You know, client doesn't like the paint color. How do we fix that? Do we change something else? Do we change the paint color? And I really, I guess I never thought of it, but I really do enjoy problem solving and um, I'm very good at thinking outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, a superpower that you don't love unless you've got it because you see so many solutions to every problem. Like I'm forever saying to my kids, there'll be a solution. We've just got to figure it out. And there'll be some of the solutions that are great and some that have, you know, trade-offs but there, there will definitely be a solution to this. Yes, exactly. I'm Ugh. a firm believer in that. I tell people all the time, we may not have three solutions you love, yes. but there is a best solution and let's figure it out. Oh my goodness. My problem solving sister. <laughs> <laughs> Judy, tell us how, how can people buy a copy of your book? They've listened to you now. They're like, oh my goodness, I need more of this lady's insight and wisdom and humor in my life. How do they find it? Well, Bigger Living, Smaller Space will be on Amazon worldwide. So you should be able to log on to Amazon in any country and purchase it. It's also on my website. Um, all the links will be on my website to all the different countries. And that's judygranleygates.com. Very simple. Um, and that's where you can get it right now. Amazon's going to be the easiest probably for most people. That's brilliant. And if you don't... Oh, I'm sorry. If you don't have an Amazon link, you can always message me through my website and and we can set something up that way. That's perfect. I'm going to put all of the links in the show notes, but I love how an organized person is not just go to my website, but go to my website. And no matter what country you're from, I have already (laughs) problem solved for you (laughs) how to buy it. And so I'm anticipating your problems and I'm solving them before you even have them. (laughs) I have to credit my publisher for that though, because she says... You never know who will see or hear you. And so you want your book to be available around the world. It's fantastic. Now what I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to have to go and check if the links that I have on my website actually allow you to buy it everywhere or if you could just buy my book in Amazon Australia. So (laughs) that's my project for after this. I found found your book on Amazon US. Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, that's probably thanks to my publishers as well. There you go. Judy, I just have loved this conversation. I feel like you just bring common sense, 
with creativity. It's not, you know, it's not black and white because it's common sense. It's just got all the colours and the joy and the freedom and the flexibility. And I just think that is a voice that needs to be um, amplified for people who are wanting to declutter and organise because there isn't one way fits all. And by, you know, having different voices and hearing different ways, I think that that just adds value to everybody. I love that. And I totally agree. I think that there is not really a right way. And my way may not work for someone else, but I think you can learn something from everybody Mm. if you're open to hearing it. 100%. Listeners, it has been such a pleasure for us to be with you. Come over to the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook. You will see Judy over there as well. I know I've seen her notifications pop up. She's active in our beautiful group. Um, Judy, thank you so much. As I said, what an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Listeners, I will see you next week. And until then, enjoy the freedom. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search The Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.